Blog Talk Radio.
Father God, I thank you for everybody that's gathered here tonight, God, to hear this word, God. You know who it is that specifically needs this word, God, and I thank you for gathering them, whether it be tonight or next week or whenever, God. I thank you for gathering them, God, to minister unto them tonight, God. Thank you for them, whether they're on Twitter, Facebook, the podcast, whether they're right here on Block Talk Radio, however they're listening, God, I thank you for them on tonight. Do it for them on tonight in the name of Jesus. Use me to your benefit however you see fit, God, so that you can get the glory. Not just tonight, but always. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Providence Stacy. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. As I always say, and I always mean it, I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. Let's get right into it for tonight. The foundational text comes from 2 Samuel chapter 13, verse 20. Then 2 Samuel chapter 13, verse 20 from the CEB. Take 
Tamar's brother, Absalom, said to her, How could Abnon have done such a terrible thing to you? But since he's your brother, don't tell anyone what happened. Just try not to think about it. Tamar soon moved into Absalom's house, but she was always sad and lonely. But she was always sad and lonely. Again, that's Second Samuel 13, verse 20 from the CV. I get it. I really get it. I really do. I really understand. There are times when we all experience sadness. And we might even be lonely from time to time. But to always be saying, that's what got me about tonight's foundational text. It says that Tamar was always sad, always lonely. But to always be sad, always be lonely, there's something different. There's a totally different situation altogether. Tonight's message is entitled, Dealing with the spirit of sadness and loneliness. Therefore, tonight's message is entitled, Dealing with the Spirit of Sadness and Loneliness. Tonight's foundational text lets us know that it was after Tamar had been violated, raped by her brother Abnon. That's when emotionally she got introduced to the spirit of sadness. She got introduced to the spirit of loneliness. You see, this wasn't just the normal sadness and the normal loneliness that we all go through from time to time. This was a spirit operating in her. It's a spirit because it wouldn't let up. The sadness, the loneliness was relentless. Meaning, after what happened to her, she never had a moment of happiness. She never had a moment where she didn't feel alone after that. Even though she was in her brother's home, in the home of somebody that she loved, she still felt lonely, and she was never happy. But she was always in a constant state of sadness, in a constant state of loneliness. I don't know who tonight's message is for, but I know I'm here for somebody tonight. And I pray that you receive. Even though she removed herself from the house where she was attacked, even though she removed herself from the house where where it happened and moved in with her brother Absalom, still the memories, the triggers followed her. This message is, again, for those of you who have have experienced some type of trauma. We're talking about trauma tonight. We're talking about the spirit of sadness and loneliness tonight that often occurs after trauma and leads to depression. And now you find yourself, somebody, and now you find yourself dealing with the spirit of sadness, dealing with the spirit of loneliness. Somebody you have tried to move on. You really have. You have tried to move on. To go on to go on as though nothing happened. As though it never happened. But if you're honest tonight, you're struggling. You're struggling. You're struggling to be okay. Somebody is struggling to be okay. You got a smile on your face. 
and a hole in your heart. And believe me, beloved, I know that does not match. And it does not feel good that you're struggling to be okay. God sees that you're struggling to be okay. You got a smile on your face and a hole in your heart. You are not okay. But I need you to know that God has not forgotten you or your pain. But I need you to know that God has not forgotten you or your pain. The word of God says never, never can a mother forget her nursing child. Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, God says, I would not forget you. I have written your name on the palms of my hands. Isaiah 49, verses 15 through 16. That's Isaiah 49, 15 through 16 from the New Living Translation. In other words, God says, the closest person to you, the one who should love you, might actually forget you, but I will not. The closest person to you, the one who should love you, that person may actually forget you. But God says, I will not. Tonight, God is coming for the pain hidden in your eyes. Somebody tonight, God is coming for the pain, the pain that you try to hide. He's coming for the pain that's hidden in your eyes, for the sadness in you that sounds like laughter. He's coming for the sadness in you. That is disguised as laughter. That sounds like laughter, but it's really just a cry for help. Robin Williams was really crying out for help with every joke he told. And while the world was laughing, Robin was dealing with the spirit of sadness, dealing with the spirit of loneliness, just like a lot of you. Robin was dealing with the spirit of sadness, dealing with the spirit of loneliness after after receiving a diagnosis. Now, I don't know if it was a diagnosis, a death in the family, a divorce, the loss of a job, and financial security, or like Tamar, in tonight's foundational text, you were violated by someone you loved and trusted. I don't know. All I know, something happened. All I know for sure Something has changed you. God says that something has changed you. Changed you. There's a heaviness about you that goes unnoticed most of the time. There's a heaviness about you that goes unnoticed most of the time. See, the Bible lets us know in Proverbs 14, laughter can conceal a heavy heart, but when the laughter ends, the grief remains. Laughter can conceal. A heavy heart. It can hide it for a little bit. But when the laughter ends, the grief remains. Proverbs 14, verse 13, from the New Living Translation. Go ahead, laugh all you want, but know this, that when the laughter ends, the grief, the trauma, or whatever you're dealing with, will still be there. The sadness, the loneliness, will still be there. Somebody even lonely in marriage. But God wants you to know that you can laugh it off all you want to. And But when you stop laughing, the sadness, the loneliness you experience, experiencing even in your marriage, it will still be there. 
You see, the Bible says uh, a merry heart, laughter, does the body good like medicine. How many times have you heard that scripture quoted? Proverbs 17, verse 22, King James Version. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. Think with me. You know I like to make you think on politifying. Most medicines only provide a temporary fix. Most medicines only provide a temporary fix, provide a temporary relief. But tonight, God is not after the temporary fix. Laughing when you really feel like crying is a temporary fix. Trying not to think about it is a temporary fix. Absalom even said the same are in tonight's foundational text. Could Abnon have done such a terrible thing to you? But since he's your brother, don't tell anyone what happened. Just try not to think about it. Just try not to think about it. Again, trying not to think about it is a temporary fix. Trying not to think about it is a temporary fix. Staying busy to keep your mind off of what happened is a temporary fix. I know I hit it with somebody right there. That's right up your alley trying to stay busy. Staying busy to keep your mind off of what happened is a temporary fix. Again, tonight, God is not after the temporary fix. He wants to permanently heal every wound you're carrying. He wants to permanently heal every wound you're carrying. God is bringing your health back and healing your wounds on tonight. God is bringing your health back and healing your wounds on tonight. The scripture says, and I will bring your health back and heal your wounds, says the Lord, because other people said you were outcast. Jeremiah 30, verse 17, from the ERV. You see, it doesn't matter what other people said or what other people did. Tonight, God is focused on healing you. Helping you survive the trauma that was afflicted upon you. It ain't even about that other person. God is trying to help you. He wants to help you heal. He wants to help you survive the trauma that was afflicted upon you. In Luke 10, we see the sisters, Mary and Martha. Mary was in the kitchen staying busy. You know, oftentimes, that's what people tell you to do. Stay busy. If something's bothering you, stay busy, as if that's going to help your mind. They tell you to stay busy as if that's going to help your mind, help you deal with it. So here Martha was, staying busy, and yet all she did was complain. She was staying busy, all right, but all she did was complain, complain about how she wasn't being helped, how Mary wasn't helping her. And how everything was on her. Somebody, the sadness and the loneliness you're feeling is coming from being overwhelmed. Somebody, the sadness and the loneliness that you're feeling is coming from being overwhelmed, from being pressured, from having the pressure of everything on you. Tonight, take time to sit at the feet of Jesus. Take some time to do what Mary was doing. Don't do what Martha was doing. Do what Mary was doing. Take some time and sit at the feet of Jesus. 
because while Martha was busy complaining, there in the same house was Mary, her sister, sitting at the feet of Jesus. And if you read Luke 10, you would notice how Mary was not complaining. She wasn't complaining because there's peace of mind. There's peace of mind. There's a peace that surpasses all understanding at the feet of Jesus. Therefore, Mary wasn't complaining. She had peace. She had peace of mind in his presence, sitting at his feet. She had the type of peace that surpasses all understanding, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Philippians 4 and 7, New King James Version. So she was quiet in the text in the text the whole time. She was quiet, sitting at Jesus' feet receiving. Check it out in your own spare time. That's Luke 10, verses 38 through 42 NIV. Now one of my favorite scriptures says, Surely it is you who love the people. All the holy ones are in your hand. At your feet they all bow down and receive and from you receive instruction. Surely it is you who love the people. All the holy ones are in your hand. At your feet they all bow down and from you receive instruction. Deuteronomy two I can hear somebody saying in my spirit they didn't even know that scripture was in the Bible. Well that's Deuteronomy thirty three and three from the NIV. Deuteronomy thirty three and three from the NIV. But love, the instructions you need to calm your mind is at the feet of Jesus. The instructions you need, somebody, the instructions you need to calm your mind is at the feet of Jesus. I decree and declare your mind will stop wandering and stay focused. You are not a victim. I decree and declare tonight, starting tonight, your mind will stop wandering. And stay focused. You are not a victim. I decree and declare starting tonight that you will stop feeling helpless like you don't know what to do. Find answers. Find the answers you need at the feet of Jesus. Remember the scripture I just read, one of my favorite scriptures. It says, they sit at the feet of, the feet of Jesus and they sit at your feet and find instruction. They sit at his feet and find instruction. So the instructions that you need. At the feet of Jesus You're not a victim Erase that victim mentality Get rid of that You're not a victim The peace you need for your soul After all you've been through Is at the feet of Jesus Somebody the peace you need for your soul After all you've been through Is at the feet of Jesus Your soul is made up of your mind Your will and your emotions Therefore, the best way to combat the spirit of sadness and loneliness is at the feet of Jesus. It's not to stay busy. It's not to stay busy. That's not the answer. It's not to be complaining about everything. That's not the answer. The answer is to get somewhere quiet and sit at the feet of Jesus. Listen to this revelation that Jesus gave me tonight. I started thinking about how he was hanging on the cross in John 19, and the Holy Spirit said, if Jesus' own mother could be at the foot of the cross at his feet doing one of the worst seasons of her life, 
watching her son hanging naked on the cross, completely innocent, yet completely violated. Think how traumatic. Think how traumatizing that had to be for her as a mother. But still, she was at his feet. Despite how she was feeling in that moment, she was still at his feet. So what's stopping you tonight from sitting at his feet? You're not going through no more than what she was going through. And you're sure not going through no more than what Jesus was going through. So what's stopping you from posturing yourself, from bowing and sitting at his feet? Shut out the world and just sit at his feet. They that wait upon the Lord, what happens when you wait upon the Lord? The scripture says, they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. Wait upon the Lord and renew your strength. Isaiah 40, verse 31, New King James Version. Wait upon the Lord and renew your strength, beloved, because it's not over for you yet. The devil wants you to believe that it's over for you, but it's not over for you yet. I know you've been through a lot. That's why you tune in tonight. I'll see you, and I thank you for tuning in. But it's not over for you yet. You will be free after tonight. The spirit of sadness and loneliness breaks tonight in Jesus' name. And as a result of being there at his feet, before Jesus breathed his last breath, he freed her. He freed Mary, his mother, from all her worries, all her concerns, by placing her in the care of John, his beloved disciple who would from then on be her son and she his mother. And that's how I'm going to close on tonight. God didn't even really want me to pray because he wanted to do the rest of the the work himself. So I'm going to close with that passage of Scripture. After which, God wants to do the rest himself. So get somewhere quiet. Go sit and open up and watch God do the rest. Now here's the Scripture. When they crucified him, the Roman soldiers took his clothes and divided them up four ways to each soldier of four. But his robe was seamless, a single piece of, of, of weaving. So they said to each other, let's not tear it up. Let's throw dice and see who gets it. This confirmed the scripture that said they divided up his clothes among them and threw dice for my coat. The soldiers validated the scriptures. And then some of the soldiers validated the scriptures. While the soldiers were looking after themselves, Jesus' mother, his aunt, Mary, the wife of Cleopas, of Clopius, and Mary Magdalene stood at the feet of stood at the foot of foot of the, they were at the feet of Jesus. Jesus saw his mother and the the disciple he loved standing near him. He said to his mother, woman, here's your son. And then to the disciple, here's your mother. From that moment, the the disciple accepted her as his own mother. That's John 19, verses 24 through 27. John 19, verse 24 through 27 from the Message Bible. This concludes the message. This is the way the Lord wanted me to end it on tonight.
Reach out for prayer or Bible-based consultation by submitting your prayer requests, et cetera, to prolificfire.com. Of course, if you have a number, if you already have a number, you can still call, and we can do it the way that we originally originally was doing it. But if you're somebody new, just go to the website and send in your prayer request, or if you need Bible-based consultation, it's free. Just put that in the box where it says prayer, and I will get back to you via the email. So on the website, if you desire to, as well, only if you desire to, though. And be sure to tune in for Faith on the Line this Friday night. I'm not going to waste too much more time. I want to get off and let the Lord do what he wants to do in you tonight. So I'm just going to tell you this. For the details, for both Faith on the Line and Prolific Fire, go to my social media. It'll be on all my social media pages, whatever page you know this ministry from. Go to that page and see the details of Faith on the Line this Friday and Prolific Fire coming up. With that being said, go and sit at the feet of Jesus. Open up and let him finish the work in you. Let him cleanse you. Let him heal you. Let him break that sadness and that loneliness off of you. In the name of Jesus, I love you all. To God be the glory. Amen. I'm out.